Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day, welcome to Better Make It Quick. I'm Osha Ginsberg. This is a snack-sized episode of Better Than Yesterday, a podcast that's been running since 2013 and is here to make your day better than yesterday. We're here to make today better than yesterday. That's what we're here to do. There's hundreds and hundreds of interviews from all people, from all walks of life, from all over the world. Some names are incredibly famous, like today's, and others aren't, but every one of them will do something that will make your day different. I guarantee it. We've been making this show since 2013, and I'm thrilled that we get a chance to have a little listen to a much longer conversation, which I thoroughly recommend you check out in full, with Erin Brockovich. Yes, Erin Brockovich, a trailblazing consumer advocate, an environmental activist, and an author. She, as you know, has spent decades of her life fighting to protect people and to protect the environment. In 2019, Erin was in Australia, And I was invited to come down and interview her. She was in Melbourne and I experienced firsthand as to why she is so successful at what she does. She's an incredible person to sit across from. I left our conversation feeling motivated, feeling empowered. I certainly hope you do too. This is just a bit of a much larger conversation. I thoroughly recommend you scroll back to EP309 and check out the whole thing. Erin Brockovich, you know her name mostly because of her incredible battle to fight against water contamination. But since then and after that, she has constantly and gone on and quite successfully fought massive corporations who are dumping waste into water supplies. Unfortunately, in some places, that is still happening. I mean, this has got to stop. The disconnection between us and the environment, the gig's up. And, and I think we're all going to have to rise up. Now, I am seeing that happening, and that makes me very hopeful. And the younger generations are really catching on and speaking out about this. And what I want people to understand is my fourth book's coming out. It's The Truth of America's Water Supply, and it's called Superman's Not Coming. And we've got to stop thinking that this false illusion that some entity or some government or some person is going to come in and fix this for us. Because as you've shown us over the course of all these years, and now science has caught up, what we've been doing isn't working, and how we shift moving forward. And I think this is what you're seeing playing itself out across the entire planet right now, especially with the younger generations. We're leaving them a shit legacy. And you know what? They're not going to take the bag of shit, and they're going to push through to change that. When... Someone like me thinks about, like, I'm sitting here in a podcast with you. There's a few other people in the room who have positions of power and know what to do in a legal term. But when I go home to my wife and kids, I'll be like, I'm pretty much powerless to do anything about this. I'm one person against someone like 3M, for that example, who are gajillions. You know, they will just... What, what did I see the other day? There's a, there's a gold mine coming to Western New South Wales and the environmental 
Protection Report is 6,000 pages long and was submitted 14 days before this thing was going in there. So, like, yeah, sure, there's a report. 6,000 pages, off you go. Like, deliberately obfuscating the ability for any average punter to try and do anything about it. And so you feel like, well, fuck it, I can't do anything. I'll just have to drink this water. I'll just, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. Do you see that we are now coming to a time where enough people will then, because you say, you know, um, government, science is meeting policy. We happen to have a government that likes to pretend that science doesn't exist, particularly well, around climate. I don't climate. know why you're doing that. Your guys' ego over here is way out of control because Dude. the Western world has got the science. I'm telling you, All man. All you have to do is call us and we'll tell I'm you. I'm telling you, man. Like, these guys like to pretend that, you know, science doesn't ex- apply, applies to certain parts of their life, but other parts of their life they'd rather it not. Anyway, do you see a time when there is going to be actually enough people to take someone like 3M on and go, we appreciate that you've had 50 years of unchecked growth, but Absolutely. reparations is coming. You're going to have to pay for oh, this. Oh, the time is here. I'm seeing it across the board. With 3M, look what's happening with Monsanto. Boy, those jury verdicts over there are really starting. For, to- for people who, who aren't familiar, can you just give us okay, a quick... Okay, well, Monsanto, uh, the Roundup, the glyphosate. Oh, you use this in Australia a lot. And it's association and the science and its connection with specifically Hodgkin's and, you know, blood diseases. And so we've been going to jury trials for well over a year now in the United States. And let me tell you, the jurors, we the people, are using their voice. And what hits these companies, unfortunately for them, is their pocketbooks. I'm seeing it happening with Pacific Gas and Electric, my old nemesis. Your they old were friends, the ones, PG&E. That's right, yeah. PG&E out in Hinkley, California. Yeah. You know, they did it in Hinkley, and then they did it in Kettleman, and then they blew up San Bruno, and now they're blowing down a third of the state. And we represent about 16,000 people from the fires in, oh my gosh, Malibu. the campfires, Paradise. No, Malibu's been down by me. I'm up north where the horrible fires right. were in Santa Rosa, oh, okay. where 40-some people died in the campfire, which is Paradise, California, where 80-some people died. Oh, good Lord. And it's interesting. I have been harping for a long time. And you, you can't just look at PG&E without not taking a look at where's your board And where's the government? Because they're a monopoly and they have shown a repetitive pattern of behavior. How many pollutions in towns have to be destroyed and you blow up and you burn down before somebody goes, what are you doing? Mm. And they really did it this time. And they're in bankruptcy, which they're just in reorganization. They're not bankrupt. But they got the same bankruptcy judge that they drew on the Kettleman case that I put together that we settled. Anytime they're in trouble and their tits in a ringer, they got to go to the court. Let's help this figure out. If you can't figure it out, you shouldn't be running one of the world's largest private utility companies. This is a monopoly in the state of California. And this time the judge is really holding their feet to the fire. And I don't say that with any pun because it was awful what happened out there. But $11 billion will be paid for insurance subrogation. And the judge is still sitting with what he's determined to be $18 billion in plaintiff payout for the fires. And here I am sitting now. California's on fire again. And PG&E came forward and said, oh, oops, we started this. So I'm really mad. And somewhere this slid through the crack and it has everything to do with politics and that this company has gotten away with it. I've seen millions of dollars changed down on the legislative floor. We've stopped legislation that would have allowed inverse condemnation, which means basically strict liability is gone and they can come in and burn us down whenever they want, that somebody's finally literally going to hold them accountable. And this is the only 
only way that it can be done. But that's happening through awareness, through information, and through people rising and these disasters before we take note. But I do think, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the moment is here. That's the shift that we are going to recognize again as the people. We have a heart, we have a brain, we've had the courage, and we can find our way home and not fall into the illusion that somebody's got our back. Superman's not coming. Tag, you're it. Erin is clearly an incredibly intelligent person. She's doing the real work and she's facing these massive corporations head on. I asked her, if Superman isn't coming, if the systems in place are built to get the results they're getting, how can we possibly fight against the might of these corporations? They want you to believe that you can't. But you can't. See, everyone believes that PG&E, oh, they're in bankruptcy and we're going to go in blackouts and have no electricity. Oh, please. They're worth $88 billion. Nobody's going to take all of their $88 billion. But you are going to hit them enough where you don't like being sued, then start doing the right thing. And it's this lack of transparency. It's this corporate model that in America where, if you remember the Ford Pinto theory, where the gas tank was blowing up and for them they made a corporate decision it would be easier to not fix it because you put it back on the line and redesign it, it's a lot of money and it would be cheaper to face the lawsuits one at a time. That corporate model isn't gonna work out so well. And I'll tell you one thing that's really different. The industrial revolution, I mean look how that changed society. Our revolution today is technology. And because of technology and because of social media and because we're open to the world, here's what's going on with corporations. We see you. All these documents are surfacing. All this information is coming together. People in the state of Minnesota who moved away can now check back and see that there was a Superfund site there. They're starting to make the connections where they grew up to the environment, where the documents are, how they've been hidden. We see you. So our revolution is the power of technology that brings us, think about it, all together. When prior to that, we were really separated. You're over here and you're not gonna hear what's going on over there. So it's a shell game. And it's this really a gaslighting process that wants to get us to believe that, how can we believe anything they've said now when we see for ourselves that isn't what's been happening? And I think this is where we take matters back into our hands. But Aaron, in the ad breaks of the football, I see this mining company doing wonderful things and helping kids and, you know, building a football field somewhere in a remote community and indigenous kids are handballing photos. That's right. You know, and like, yeah, we're a That's good a We're good guys. They're masters at it. They're master marketers. <laughs> so here, see what we're doing good over here? Focus on this. So you can't see what we're doing over here. Yeah, yeah. And that's ending for them. It's the shell yeah. game. Yeah. And... Listen, there is plenty of room, plenty of room for companies to still be companies and to make money. And there's plenty of room for them to do good. There's plenty of them to be more progressive with all the new technology, to know better, and we need to demand that they do better. None of us want them to go away. Let's be realistic here. But I think it's unrealistic for them to continue to think that we're going to stand by and let you play by your rules and your rules only. I've never been in a room with the people that make these calls or sit on these boards, but I'm guessing you have. It must be, I'm assuming it's a strange world, a world that you never actually fly 
domestic. You've only ever flown planes owned by a company. Your feet never touch the ground in Manhattan. You get helicoptered from building to building. Like Who, me? No, no, no. The people that run That's these the, companies. They're not be talking about me. No, no, no. That's the, the only way I get around. I'm, I'm asking. Boots like, on the ground. I'm, I'm, cl- I'm guessing that you've you've sat across they're a board. They're disconnected. Yeah, you've sat across a boardroom table. These people have families. They have children. To imagine that they know this stuff is happening, that it's poisoning people, that it's making dolphins die of weird cancers. It's making people die. It's and then destroying sleep, the water. And then sleep at night. Like, to believe they didn't care would make them evil. But what what are they like? What are these guys like? I'm guessing they're all guys. What are they like? That, historically, they have been men. There are more women sitting on boards. I sit on a board, a first female ever. So they are starting to emerge. I think that there is a disconnect. Um, ego, man's biggest stumbling block. And because they're in their ivory tower and they're not experiencing what it, we're experiencing, therefore... It isn't real. They can write their own narrative. Now, I have seen in many situations where there are higher-ups that actually have no idea what lower management is doing, and there's a disconnect, and they aren't finding out information. Usually, though, we'll find some source of information that will lead you to the higher-ups did know. But, you know, I had a long talk with the Wall Street Journal, and she said, who do we look to beyond PG&E or these companies? You have to look at their board. And you have to look at our government and what they did or didn't know. By way of example, the Wall Street Journal, it took them to do a Freedom of Information Act like ABC News did here in Australia on the PFOS to find a document that PG&E filed with the state of California nine years ago that they knew 18,000 miles of their transmission lines were due to fail and a campfire was inevitable. I'm sorry, who overlooked that one? So the information is there. Do we have people who aren't qualified to be in a job that aren't reading information and getting it to where it needs to go? Is it by design that they lose or don't have information? A lot of questions come to be. But I do believe because of this world of technology and social media, they can't get away with that anymore. We're just hearing a couple of fantastic moments out of my longer conversation with Aaron Brockovich. It's further back in the podcast feed at EP309 if you want to check it out. We're going to have an ad break here. You might hear an ad, you might not, depending on where you listen, how you listen. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on here at BTYHQ. If not, we're right back with Aaron Brockovich. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thanks for listening. This is Aaron Brockovich's episode of Better Make It Quick. I'm Osha Ginsberg. Thanks for being a part of the show. Erin's incredible. You know her work. She's been a consumer advocate and an environmental activist for decades now. And I, and I wanted to know what keeps her going. It's hard work. How does she keep getting up every day to do it? We have to take accountability too. And we've been deceived. And we've got to use our voice because if you don't, you're just as guilty and, and it's easier to bury your head in the sand and it's easier to be lazy. But you're asking our kids and our grandkids to pay a high price and it's legitimate. You know, I get the fatigue. I've been beating my head against this wall my entire career. 
And I gotta be honest, at one point I was like, okay, you know, I'm done. You can only make people do so much. And I have the gift of stick to And you keep coming back and building a trust with them and bringing them information that's tangible, that they can touch and they can see. They'll start to come around. But I was just flat out tired until my first grandchild was born. And it started all over again. I'm like, what shit mess am I leaving for her? And we all have a duty and a responsibility and an obligation morally. This is our planet. This is our water. You've got to be kidding me. Let's just think about this. If you've got no water and poisoned food, what do you think the end game for you is going to be? Right? I mean, so I ask people all the time, get back to your common sense. That's what I've always had to use. I mean, wake up and take a look around. In Kansas, where I grew up, I could be outside playing and a tornado comes along. I hear the sirens. I'm sorry. I'm not calling the weather channel to ask if it's an F4 or 5 because I don't give a fuck. I'm running. This is instincts, common sense. We know to do this. What if you're headline red because you don't understand PFOS, perfluorococcotonic acid, TCE, benzene, hexavalent chromium, what it could do? But how about if it said rat poison? Y'all know what rat poison is, don't you? Okay, moms, and I know moms, they're not going to call the National Institute of Health or your governmental agencies and go, well, now I did read a study that says it's safe to drink at six parts per trillion. Mine's at five. Should I drink it or not? Come on. It's a poison. Nobody should be drinking it at any level. And to hide behind the science is frustrating because you're making a mockery of the people who are the very ones that are exposed to this on a day-to-day basis. And I don't know where it is and why we have to have a science degree. And I learned this in Hinckley, California. Everybody told me, you're not a doctor. You're not a lawyer. You're not a scientist. Why should we listen to you? Well, hell, I don't have to be any of that to tell you two-headed frog in green water is wrong. I don't have to be any of that to tell you. It's a poison. You go ahead. Go ahead. I would challenge anybody. Pour a glass, put it in your baby bottle and feed it to them at one part per trillion. You're not going to do it. And we have to start believing in ourselves. And we have to believe just because we don't have a science degree doesn't mean you can't challenge yourself. By God, we've got Google. We've got access to all this information. Make it your job to get involved and to find out. And you determine for yourself. And if you're going to answer me as any leader, oh, I'm happy to drink the PFOS. Well, let me do for you what we did in Hinkley. We're going to bring you a glass of hexavalent chromium. (laughs) And we're going to ask you to drink it. Oh, no, they won't. So put your money where your mouth is, fess up and drink it. And I'm talking at a significant level. And, you know, you had a councilman down on the Sunshine Coast. So they're drawing the water back and they're bringing it down below what they think, you know, to a level that they deem safe, which is still not zero. Mm. And they're making a mockery of it. Your councilman is splashing in his face. Here, I drink it. It's safe and good for you. Oh, you're a fool. You should be ashamed of yourself. That is in no way comparison to what these people have been going through year after year after year after year to varying levels way higher than what you've got it reduced to. And you still have the audacity to sit here and call it tainted water, but it's good for you. Come on, do not drink the Kool-Aid. And then you just dump the leftover into the ocean. Yeah. 
It's like, wake up, world. But I think we're waking up. Yeah. If you weren't awake before, you certainly are now. Aaron Brockovich, has that fired you up? Are you ready to go? It's an election year. There's plenty to do. There's a lot to do. Get among it. Now's the time. Not now, when, if not you, who. Let's go. I'm here. You're here. Let's go. Aaron's most recent book is called Superman Isn't Coming. Tough, but empowering to read. It's great. You can hear my full conversation with Aaron Brockovich if you scroll back to Ep309. Thank you so much to everybody made everybody who made that show happen. It was quite a few ducks to get in a row to, to, to align it so Aaron and I could be in the same room at the same time. So thank you to everybody that made that conversation happen. Ep309, scroll back if you want to hear the whole thing. I thoroughly recommend you do. And a big thank you to Bree Steele, who put this episode together, Andy Marr, my audio producer, Rachel Barrett, my executive producer, Toe Hider on the music, and you for listening. If this show brought you value, please, please rate the show where you can, like the show where you can, share it with a friend, subscribe, follow, and send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Send us your email at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in a couple of days. Sleep well and dream of beautiful things. (laughs) 